Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. What's up, people? You're welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Um, we're set to bring to you everything exciting about the tech space in Nigeria, across Africa, and indeed the entire globe. <laughs> My name is David Akolayo, and I have with me our foundational tech bro, Dami. Hi, hi guys. Morning, afternoon, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anywhere from Africa. Good morning, good afternoon. Um, this week we'll be sharing exciting updates from the to- global tech space as usual and uh, we'll be having an exciting conversation with a lady in tech someone that is doing some beautiful stuff in the tech space we'll be speaking with Rachel Akalia of Patricia now you have to stick with us to get to the end um, so that you can enjoy the juice in this session right mm-hmm. now let's go let's go around the world of tech in 10 minutes in this in this part of this podcast we're going to be sharing with you just news updates around the world and we're going to be doing that in 10 minutes so first let's start with the first story here um the uk plans to integrate blockchain technology into its traditional market um according to Gwent north the director general for financial services of the united kingdom has announced at the idx conference in london that the, the country is planning to integrate blockchain in to, financial to, to booster its financial markets <laughs> what do you think about that David? i mean that's a, that's like a quick contrast from their stand like a month ago mm-hmm. where i mean the fca the financial conduct authority were like uk guys should not invest in crypto yeah and i mean just a month after or some weeks after we are we are talking about the integrating blockchain itself into yeah. their financial thing so so what, what what does that really say i mean these four weeks you're saying blockchain crypto avoid yeah and, so and four, four weeks, weeks later after, yeah. you're saying we are thinking of using. i, I think it, it just it just speaks to the technology itself i mean it's an emerging technology so there are always new information like literally every day so you have to be open to it. You have to continue to learn about it and see how you can integrate it. And it's cool that a very big country like UK is willing to to actually innovate around this. It would help with um, the other countries' adoption and everything. I mean, if UK can do it, then we might probably see several other countries also stepping in and doing the same. Fantastic. So um, Mr. Noss said that first the first step will be creating a, a sandbox, sandbox yeah uh, where innovators can play around with ideas uh, before it is open up to everybody to use <laughs> okay. uh, def- definitely their own sandbox will not be like our, our own, own where <laughs> sandbox will be there for four or five years <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah. is no longer a sandbox okay so let, let's let's come down to africa yeah kenya is planning to introduce the 20 percent tax for oh. digital lenders um yeah so we know about kenya and the most popular thing about kenya is in pesa 
Um, there mm-hmm. are a lot of people who use digital mobile money platforms in Kenya. Um, and suddenly, the regulators in that space are beginning to look at that space to really see how they can make money. We've seen a regulation that is trying to um, manage the people who work in the tech space. But now, they are saying they are planning to introduce a another 20% tax for digital lenders. So that <laughs> means that if you borrow a hundred dollars and let's say the the percentage for the lender is let's say twenty percent twenty dollars mm-hmm. it means you're going to pay back one twenty the profit for the lender is twenty dollars of that twenty dollars the Kenya authority wants to take five dollars wow that's that's mad <laughs> that's <laughs> insane because really except I mean one thing is sure definitely they'll shoot up their interest rates sure definitely except maybe the government steps in mm. and gives like a like a like an interest gap or cap to it and well, says you uh, cannot exceed well, 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 this the regulator is government exactly like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what it means is that if for government too if mpesa or wherever it is Tala or which other which whichever other yeah, there's player Tala, there's branch there's o cash yeah, yeah like branch or something if, I, I think the least currently is like 15 yes, percent and some yes. have as high as 19 point something percent yes so if 15, branch 20. shoots their their interest rates to 30 percent and they get more that means more money for the government too mm. so it's a dicey one government and the company they are, they are they will definitely be on the winning side hmm. it's the consumers that will most likely be on the losing side as it, as it is and the reason why people are lending money from digital lenders is because they, they don't want broke. to go through distress and they are broke <laughs> so now if 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 lending money from from a digital lender will land you more brokenness it was not the point like usually um so people have argued that yeah maybe it will discourage people from lending uh, borrowing because as we speak, about 13% of Kenya's population has taken a loan in the past um, wow. five years. Almost. So That's like 10 million, 8 yes, million 13% of 53.7 million people. Wow. Uh, so people are saying this may discourage other people from borrowing money, but some other people have argued that borrowers will borrow lenders yeah definitely people yeah, borrow so, <laughs> so people would always borrow hopefully branch doesn't have to start sending more uh, exactly. but, yeah. but, but the question now is will people be able to pay back for you because you know when you want to borrow you're under desperation like mm-hmm. I really you probably might even check the details yeah, by and the time like that. you now see what you're returning people who are lending through mobile platforms mostly are not very educated financially literate yeah. um so they will not be like oh, am i paying 125 instead of 120 and you just zone out then you now start posting their obituary <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> i mean I, I think the best way we for government to just put like an interest cap you can't exceed this particular interest rate for this hmm. this thing good all right so the latest on our elon musk and twitter conversation if, if you've been listening to this podcast before now We've given week on week updates on Elon Musk and his Twitter purchase. Um, Baba has not still paid up to now. But oh, last uh, week we <laughs> said that um, there is there is this unpass between both platforms because Elon Musk is saying many of the users are spam bots, mm-hmm, and yeah. um, Twitter had this argument back and forth. You have to still pay what you've promised and all. But now Twitter has taken a step towards the truth by saying Elon Musk can have access to all twitter data that is about 500 million tweets that is posted each day um oh, and the lawyers from elon musk's side have said yeah this is a good step now we are we are evaluating 
the value again. But Twitter board has insisted that the forty-four billion, billion dollars st- stands. Stands. What do you think? I think it's 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 more of like a business strategy. Mm-hmm. Musk has probably sat down with his team and be like, oh my, that's what I may do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe for some reasons, they feel like Twitter is not worth that much and they're trying to mm-hmm. under, underbuy mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And Twitter mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. are saying, Baba, you mm-hmm. can't underbuy us, so I mean, mm-hmm. we can't undersell to you. Mm-hmm. You have to buy us at, at the at the particular. But I'm, I'm just more interested in the data that, that they say they'll be sharing with. That data is actually very scary. Very scary. scary. I mean, the location, the device you use, I mean, well. everything, the location, the device, the time, everything um, you would have access to it. But before now, Musk has been a board member, so I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much of a I mean, oh, and definitely there'll be NDAs and things like that around it. Sure, as well, so. sure, sure. Um, well, they should buy what they want to buy. Well, these acquisitions, they, they take long, Sha. So yeah. it's expected. Mm. It's just because it's Musk and Baba is always vocal. That's why we are knowing. Else, if it's someone else that is low-key, we'll probably yeah. not be getting... All, all, all of these checks yeah. will be done yeah. underground and we would not know the details as it were. Yeah, hopefully, at the, before the end of the year, they'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dami, do you use TikTok? Uh, once in a while, yeah. Wow, like how many uh, hours per day? Like 30 minutes, uh-huh. an hour. It's because I know people who use hours like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kelly. It's oh. Kelly that is taking that to TikTok. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> on TikTok, right? So people use a lot of hours on TikTok. And TikTok is saying by itself, it's going to be creating a feature that would allow people to see how many hours they spend on the platform. Hopefully, maybe they will be able to control themselves and, and spend less hours. Because there have been arguments, there have been petition that TikTok Damn. is addictive, addictive because of the way it is structured. And TikTok is saying, come on, guys, we are going to be creating a feature that will tell you, oh, guy, you've used 10 hours last week, this week you're using 15 hours and all. What do you think about that? <laughs> Hopefully, the the message doesn't come with, well done. You've used <laughs> 10 hours this week. Because that's what most platforms do when, when they're trying to tell you, oh, you've used 8 hours this week, you've used 10 hours. They'll tell you, well done, good job on what yeah. you used this week yeah. and things like yeah. that. But I don't really think it will make any difference. I mean, if you're showing me I've used 8 hours on TikTok, yeah, I might be like, oh, 8 hours, really? But I mean, I'm still watching and it will make any difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, so I know Facebook also did it at one time where Facebook could tell you that you want to take a rest and things like that. But mm-hmm. except... The only place it would actually work and all is to stop the person from watching, which you can't do because I mean, social media platform. The more people you use, the more you make your money. I mean, that's their model. Like, the way they make their money is if you spend more hours. So, um, people have said, some analysts have said, this is nothing, right? Yeah, you, I mean, it's just you've always measured. Just feel good. <laughs> yeah, you've always measured the hours people use. The only difference at this point is that you're showing people you're showing people how many hours they've used. People that are watching know how many hours they've spent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the only thing you can do is except you're lying to yourself. Yeah, you know how so many hours. What would have been better is if you create a feature to say how many you can set the limit for yourself. To yeah. Say, how many hours do I want to use on so TikTok? So it stops. And once you've used that number of hours, TikTok will not allow you to view Yeah, that's like the only way that about, it but that's really like saying TikTok should shoot itself in the foot. I mean, because, uh, that's, that's where they, they make their money. <laughs> that's where they make their money from. But that's, that's, that's the argument. I think social media regulation is still um, one sphere that, that is not 
that is not well covered. We have mm-hmm. not really exhausted the conversation yeah, I mean, on what is possible. Most of the conversations have been about data and privacy. Data and privacy, and that's yeah. not all. That's not definitely that's not, not all. all. Because you're talking about content moderation. Exactly. You're talking about. I mean, this morning, some people were having arguments about the algorithm. I, I don't follow Kelly, for instance. Yeah. I don't know who Kelly is. But well, I if opened, you go to TikTok, I it's my trending. TikTok, I saw Kelly. Like, I, I opened so it how, last how, week and I saw like three Kelly videos within like 10 videos. And so, I was like, Bro, how did TikTok determine that I want to watch what Kelly is doing? Ah, oh, uh, that algorithm is one of the things that Musk is also shouting for t- Twitter too that the algorithm is faulty. If I, that if people I do should not follow what they want Kelly, to see. if I do not follow other people, it means I don't want to see their content. So, if you say these videos are trendy and you show it to me, Somehow, it's a breach of privacy. Yeah, you're just trying to test out if I'm going to fall for this bit. And when I begin to watch it, you give me more Kelly more videos. Kelly videos I think that is where Twitter will tell you co- tweets we think you might like. Like, what you to think for me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> or oh, they will say, or oh, they will say, damn it, like this. Video. Yeah, I'm tweet, not damn tweets from it. people it, you follow. Yeah, the, the, fa- the, like the fact that damn is my friend does not mean we like the same type of video. Why are you showing me? <laughs> but so. If we really want to regulate this space, those are the kind of conversations we should start from. Yeah. Right? So let's, let's take away the algorithm process altogether. If I have just three friends, show me the video of these three friends. Mm-hmm. There are no Simple videos. Simple and fine. we move. Then you open a new account and they're suggesting these platforms to you and you're wondering on what basis did you suggest did this you to me? Yeah. You're telling me I should follow Mohamed Dubari. Why do I want to follow him? Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's interesting, right? But that's that is all that we're going to take in ten minutes around the world. We've been able to share with you some exciting news item, and we do that here weekly on our Tech Byte podcast. Um, now we're going to go to our interview for the day, mm-hmm. and today we'll be having a conversation with a lady in tech, a woman in tech. Um, we're going to be talking about the experience of women in the tech space. Oftentimes, people have always thought that yeah, for you to work in the tech space, you must you must code, you mm-hmm. must be yeah. Front-end designer. You must be wearing hoodie and <laughs> big glasses. Yeah, <laughs> you must you must do your hair in a particular way and all. But we have a lot of people who work in this space who are not developers, front-end, yeah. back-end, whatever, because the, the ecosystem is just like every other business space. You yes, need a lot of thing. support services for the business to run very well. And today we're going to be speaking with somebody who, who who works in that space in a very powerful department. I say it because branding and communications is a powerhouse of any, I mean, of any company. It's the most important <laughs> one. <you would laughs> yeah, some people will argue with the most important. But yeah, it is now, but, okay. <laughs> but it's a powerhouse that of, day. <laughs> of, of, of any enterprise. So we are going to be speaking with Richard Akalia. She's a brand manager at Patricia. Um, we know Patricia, the crypto yeah, exchange crypto platform. platform um rachel is a brand manager who helps fintech startups build an audience by build, breaching the gap between user experience and brand perception using data informed marketing practices um before she became a brand manager rachel had been a successful um, customer experience manager she has experience in sales operations and content management all of these that i had mentioned are also part of our ecosystem mm-hmm. that does yeah. not require you non-techy yeah non-techy tech yeah because i know there are a lot of people out there who want to come into this space and you're really thinking of oh data analysis ai <laughs> don't go too far bro they far are very <laughs> powerful places in tech that you can function and at free time uh, rachel enjoys volunteering learning 
and mentoring new startups within the blockchain system. So we're going to be speaking with her about her experience in this space and yeah. of course learning points and advice for people who want to be like Rachel. You're welcome on board, Rachel. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. <laughs> ah, fantastic. So let's start from the very top. Um, can you remember your okay. first experience with tech? When you say tech, like tech, tech, tech. Um, when and where was that? If you can relive the experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So my first first experience with tech was when I, you know, started working with Patricia, right? Um, but initially, before I started working with Patricia, I'd, you know, known about tech but not the technical aspect of it i knew about um the blockchain technology space because um i was privileged to have friends um around me that were interested in that space so having to know them and being friends with them you know rubbed off on me that rubbed off on, on me the interest in that space rubbed off on me but i wasn't really interested in it because i didn't really understand what it was about and the opportunities that i could find in that space but when i started working with patricia when I went for the interview and I officially resumed at Patricia, I really got interested in the space, not just because of the work I was doing on my job per se, but because, yes, I saw the numerous opportunities we could get from the space and how interesting and enlightening the space is. I mean, the blockchain technology space. So that was my mm. proper introduction into the world of tech, right? And I think it has been a smooth journey since then. Oh, okay. So, with your prior, I mean, previous training before you joined Patricia or any, do you have like any um, training or sort that had prepared you for your experience with the tech space, or was Patricia the first time you would be doing core tech? Did you study anything close to tech? Oh no, 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 no I didn't. I studied economics in, in the university. I went to Namdea Security University in the East, that's in Oka. And um, again, I didn't have any um, knowledge about the space generally, whether the blockchain technology space or even the tech space in general. And it wasn't like I did any science related course. I'd always hated chemistry or physics or <laughs> any science related course per se. Yeah, so I was just, the, yeah, I was just the, I even hated maths, right? But in oh. university, I had to do stats. <laughs> I did stats one word. I did, I did, uh, I did lots and lots of us. Yeah, but I just did. I studied so I could pass. It wasn't like um, I was keeping the knowledge somewhere because it was going to be relevant in the future. I hated anything that had to do with calculation. But the twist to it is that, funny enough, I'm getting interested in. I'm interested in calculations now, right? Because my job entails I have to know a little bit of um, data science. Not a little bit of. I have to be interested in data science so I could properly, um, you know, analyze data and report data. So now I'm getting interested in maths and stats because it's something important and I know it's relevant. But then I wasn't really um, interested in tech and it was tech related that I did. I don't even think I'll call it tech related. It was just the normal introduction to computer science that you would do in school and then yeah, I took uh, like I, took elective, I went to computer right? training school. I went to computer oh, training school oh, to okay. learn your usual Microsoft Excel Word, Excel, yeah. PowerPoint and the rest. So that was like uh, basic knowledge then in 2015 it was like basically you have to know all of that. Yeah, sure. anything, yeah. Um, I was in school, 2013, I left school 2015. So it was like basic knowledge then you have to understand all of that before you um, 
before you get into school. So that was the only training, if I'm to say I had a training that, you know, I had then. But aside that, not really. So it was when I got into Patricia that courtesy of my job and the fact that I have to stay on top of things and on top of trends, I have to keep learning and taking courses and, you know, doing a lot of research, right? Because um, as a startup way back in 2018, Patricia started up um, in 2017, I joined in 2018. So it was a fast moving um, environment. It's a hyper growth. My office, my, the environment I'm in is a hyper growth environment. So if you don't learn, if you don't, if you're not on track, you just be left behind. So it's just me learning it was a lot of um self-research and you know just in-depth studies just to understand the space and to be on top of trends not because it was um i was interested in it per se but yeah but because it was a job and i um it needed to be done like i needed to get the job done yeah then halfway into it i got halfway into it i got interested yeah i got interested because yes ben, i'm job. like oh okay there's so much money in this space so why am i not taking advantage of that right yeah. so eh, yeah. let's understand this yeah. thing and see how we can make money out of it yeah 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 i i honestly agree with you because the blockchain space is, is new and for a lot of people yeah, it's yeah, complex those, yeah. yeah it is very complex um, so first you found your way into into the tech space you found your way straight away into the blockchain space and and that is a lot to to bring in at once so how have you i mean you've, you've told us how you've been able to cope because you said your office is a, is a high good place and you do a lot of personal learning and learning from other people who play in that space but i would love to ask how would you describe your experience so about the tech space some people tell you it is a very difficult space some people tell you it is it is a closed environment just quite a few people benefit and um, people have different tales some good some bad how would you describe your own experience from okay, when so, you joined to this point all right um for me it has been enlightening to say if i'm to say the least it has been very enlightening Right, and it has been an privilege to have, um, I would call them coaches and mentors or, you know, sponsors, right, that, you know, have encouraged me and pushed me to be my very best in the space. And how do they do, like, the way they've been doing this has been really phenomenal because for things that are never thought or things i never thought i could do things i never thought i could you know get a grasp so it's just something as little as them telling me oh rachel i think that sets me on my feet and keeps me running right so aside that i'm someone that is um i'm naturally curious mm. yes i'm naturally curious so if there's anything new happening i want to get on top of it i want to understand what is happening so my my one of my motto about life is know everything but you don't have to apply everything right mm. so but you should know everything if possible so if you're in a space and they're talking about something you sh should understand at least have a thing to say so it's better you you're prepared and then opportunities come your way and you don't have need for them than those opportunities coming and you're not prepared at all so mm. for any space I find myself in, I always learn, I've, I've learned to apply myself to do the very best I can and to keep learning. And that's mm. what has taken me from the space of um, 
being an operations manager to becoming um, a customer experience manager to my switch to tech and then now becoming a brand ma to marketing sorry get into conquer that space know everything i need to know about it then move to the next because i like i get bored easily right so if i'm not learning something constantly i feel like i've got into a plateau or something and i hate that state i hate yeah. being comfortable per se so i always want to try for me to try i have to change um, face challenging situations so for me i don't think it's the space is you know difficult to get into right we are privileged to have um the internet yes and then whatever information or resource you need just go on the internet and google it and, google and you will it. find it so you the, the, the space is not hard to penetrate mm. right if you just want to start you just need to take a step and yeah. there'll be people there to guide you if we don't have people to guide you they should guide you and if your motivation is not guiding you well the fact that lots of people are making money in this space that should be enough yeah but so i mean this would be like a follow-up question a lot of a couple of women we've spoken with and from what we've seen in people's tweets on twitter and all of that a lot of people have said yeah the, the men folk um dominate this space and um i don't know if that is an experience you can relate with both in, in the space in the company where you work and your relation your interaction with other women is it a general feeling um folk no longer dominates the tech space okay um so if people are to say that yes the men folk got into the space to say that the yeah. men folk dominates the space um way back in 2018 2019 2020 i would have probably agreed with that but now that is not the case right because we have a lot of women breaking grounds or breaking the way tech is in this part of the world it's not just about your usual fintech there's agri-tech there's um, ed tech there's health tech like there's a lot of um, possibilities to the technology space, right? So it's not just about blockchain technology. So there are people breaking grounds and breaking boundaries, especially women, right? And for some of these women, courtesy of being in the space, I've had the opportunity or the privilege to interact with some of these women or even get to know them. And I follow some of these people, right? You see the amazing work they're yeah. doing, right? The CEO of Shotlass, the founder of Shotlass, that's a lady. Um, if Edward Simi of Economy, there's Folayemi of Tix.Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Tix.Africa for booking, yeah, right? Tix, yeah. There's um, Damilola. Okay, I've already mentioned Damilola of Shotlass, right? Damilola of Shotlass, yeah, Shotlass, yes. yeah. There's Odun, everybody knows Odun, Piggy Vest, right? Yeah. She's She's been breaking boundaries since how many years down the line, right? Mm -hmm. It's just for women to, you know, get into the space and take that as an encouraging factor for them to move on. There's um, Damilola of Binance that is doing amazing work. I got to um, know of Damilola in 2019, right? Because of um few of the tech events we had, blockchain events we had. And have been seeing her um, anchor a, a, a show um, within the blockchain space. I think it was a conference by Business Day. And I was like, I was blown away 
Well, only for me to do some research about her and I read up on her and she has been doing this for a long, long time, right? Mm. So there are women out there. It's just left for you to, you know, take a step. And if you think this thing is open to maybe older women, no, there's Yamo of Bamboo, there's Adora of Microsoft. Um, she's a software engineer at Microsoft and she's also the founder of Unstack, which, which is one of the communities that if you're looking to get into tech, you should be aware of, mm, right? Yeah. There's um, Topway of Crowdiverse, the shown of cheaper cash, for people that think that, oh, you only have to be involved in technical roles. No. Um, Sean is a senior product manager at um, Chipper Cash, right? Mm. So these are people um, breaking boundaries in tech. There's Adan Duka that I recently got to know of. Um, that was during the Women's Month. That was during March when we had um, a Twitter space with her. She's the founder of She Codes Africa. She's an yeah. amazing, and she's pretty young, doing amazing stuff within the tech space. There are lots and lots of people. There's Hillary. I got to um, know about Hillary last month. Um, yeah, last month, May 20th, when TechPoint had their um, blockchain event, right? Hillary is the UX researcher at NextPoint. There's Oluche Nebeli. See, they are amazing, this, amazing this women a, doing a lot of things in the space. Yes, there are a lot of women doing a lot of things in the space. So I don't think... Um, there are no women in this space. And I don't even think it's a space that is male-dominated. No. Women are, they are changing mm. that narrative, honestly. And they've been doing that for a long time, just that nobody took record of it. But now, they're just, um, they're changing the whole narrative. So people should not, women out there, or ladies out there should not feel like, oh, this is a space that is dominated by men. How do I even get in? No. Just get your laptop, go on the internet, and you can get started. And there'll be women to cheer you on. There'll be women to hold your hands and make sure you get to where you're get going to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that 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 is a very revealing take because yeah, you're yeah, sharing yeah. with us quite a profile of a lot of women that are doing exciting stuff. I know we did um, a report in Tech Next yeah, Women's Week, women. yeah. top ten women, and we did a list of other twenty women to watch out for. And it's exciting to see that there are a lot of women doing a lot of stuff in this space. But some women have said, yeah. We are beginning to grow now in in terms of influence, influence in terms of capacity, capacity, in terms of achievement. But there is also that problem of funding because um, 2021 report says that of all the startups that were funded, uh, less than 13% were led we're, by female founders. Um, you really think that um, investors should begin to take a chance with um, startups that are led by women when it comes to funding? Yeah, def- definitely. Again, like I said, um, you know how um, maybe a space is really, um, people don't really understand a space. And then once once someone takes a, a step and gets into the space and starts thriving, other people will be like, oh, yes, I think we should get this figured out. I think we should get into this. That is what is happening with the women folk, right? And when it comes to funding, um, way back in, I think a few years ago, Shotlass raised, um, 1.6 million in seed funding, right? And Shotlass is owned by Damilola, right? Mm-hmm. And Okra also raised 3.5 million in seed funding also. And yeah. I've forgotten this lady that owns um, Real Fruits. I don't know if you guys know Real Fruits. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. young yes. Williams. Yes, yes. young Williams yes. also raised funding. And these are all women. They are all women in the space. So if Women can do it. If those three women can do it, I'm sure. I'm sure there are lots of other women. If I do my research, that I can find out that 
have you know raised funding within the space and there's this woman that you know really inspires me a lot um ifedrosumi of um, economy she's really doing amazing stuff in the space and trust me and she's involved in a lot of accelerator programs right her her business her startup um that's her economy has been involved in a lot of accelerator programs and it's just it's going to be very soon you'll hear news like that so there are people in the space women in the space that have raised funding so if 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 we think that investors are not really um looking at you know investing or maybe this is not looking at investing in um, women's startup that's not the truth there are people as long as you have a product that works as long as you have a product that can do valuation yes as long as your product can hit volumes yes um investors will be interested in it and you can just get started whatever it is that um a startup that is owned by a man right can do that that of a woman can also do that as long as your startup can scale that's all that matters numbers is all that matters to the VCs or the investors as long as you can give them numbers trust me funding that's is not an numbers. issue yeah 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 interesting yeah. Uh, so uh, you've been you've been mentioning lots of achievements and lots of breakthrough in your career and your journey as a as a woman in tech. I would just like to ask her what has been like your biggest challenge so far. What has been like the biggest challenge you faced working in tech? Okay, so for me, uh, I don't think I have encountered um, any challenge that was not um, surmountable. Let's say. Again, like I said initially, Ooh. I am. I've been. I've been privileged to have people cheering me on, courtesy of the environment. I mean, I'm. I'm also privileged to be in communities, right? That you know, you get to have people cheer you on, even when you feel like you're in a fix. So again, one of my principles in life is there's a loophole to any policy or any law. So if there's a challenge, um, you have a challenge. There's always a way around that challenge, right? You just have to look deep enough. Or figured out and no problem has a every problem has a limited lifespan right it's not going to be there for a long time the problems you had when you were a baby are not the problems you have now the concerns or fears of when you were a teenager they're not the concerns and fears you have now as an adult so things change people evolve so when challenges come up for me personally as a person i thrive on challenges because um i get tired of comfort zones easily mm. so if i'm not if i'm not being challenged i feel like i mean i'm in my comfort zone and i hate those kind of situations i hate being mm. static right so for challenges and i think a lot of it has to do with um the environment i'm in so my ceo and founder that's hanu federal is someone that believes that um impossibility is nothing right if someone else they can do that i can do it right and if someone out there not do it i'll be the first to do it so that's just his belief about life so that has uh, rubbed off on every single member of the team yeah patricia so we believe that if there's a problem we will find a way around it i'll give an example the crypto ban of um 2021 february 5th is one um solid example right so for most um crypto exchange platforms that would have meant them folding up or even downsizing yeah, it was a, it was a challenge us, for many here, space, yeah it was it was a big, big a huge challenge but for us over here what it meant was going back to the drawing board and coming up with solutions and that changed my whole mentality about life changed my mentality about you know challenges and um, problems per se right instead of running away or 
cowering at the face of issues or trouble. You just have to look deep enough to find a solution. So I don't think I have had a challenging um, situation that I didn't surmount or didn't, wasn't able to solve. Um, one that would have been a challenge was when I became the brand manager because I got into marketing um, two years ago. Um, this year, February 14th, made it two years um, that I've been in marketing and I've been a brand manager for a year and some months. By July 6th, I'll be two years in brand management. So when I got into marketing, right, I was privileged to learn under the tutelage of Rotimi. Rotimi Ogunwede is the chief marketing officer, Patricia, right now. And my head of marketing now, his name is Ayola. These people actually taught me a lot about marketing as I know it now. And it wasn't up to three, it wasn't up to six months that I got into the marketing space that I was made the brand manager. And I think, I think that showed that they had a lot of belief in me and trust that I could handle things. And the fact that they knew that I wasn't really experienced per se, or have a number of years of experience to be able to pull that off. They understood that I was a fast learner and that I was going to thrive in this, in this space and which was what I did. Right. So for every single them i was given something to do that never done before it just gives me an opportunity to learn more about that thing so for others i think that would have posed as it rough looks like a challenge but for me it really wasn't a challenge. a challenge it was an opportunity yes. to learn and try right. right so it's either i move forward or i stay stuck there and you know whine and let everybody think that oh as a woman you can't do it it's just giving people extra things to talk about right and i like yeah. proving people yeah. wrong right uh, so that's, that's just fantastic. one thing that's fantastic, Rachel. So, would you consider that that uh, growth as as like your biggest win in this space so far? The growth from customer service down to marketing, down to becoming a brand manager. Would you, would you say that is your biggest win as a woman in tech so far? Not really, not really. Okay. That, that's not my biggest win because um, thinking about growth, I always knew I was going to grow right hmm. um i just okay. I, I i just didn't know i knew i was going to grow i knew how fast i was going to grow i just didn't know in what space i was going to grow in right hmm. so growing as a woman in tech wasn't really my biggest um win right my biggest okay. wins would be doing a lot of first things right in tech hmm. you no know, a lot of first things within the space i was in in patricia doing a lot of first right um okay. You know, launching because it is a startup. I know it's different. It's going to be different in other space, spaces, right? But for mm-hmm. Patricia, because it is, it is a startup, right? Introducing a lot of ideas and, you know, giving that creative liberty to run with those ideas. It is one thing I've been grateful for, right? Because I know in certain um, environments, you might not um, be given the liberty to think of something from the scratch, execute it and see it come to life. Right. Mm-hmm. But over here at Patricia, you're giving that creative liberty to, you know, think of an idea. You go through the ideation process yourself. You bring you 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 do the host, come up with the whole strategy and you execute. See, the system is just um interested in results. And as long as you don't break any rules while trying to get those results, once you can show working, once you can bring out results, by all means come up with your ideas and thrive in this space. So my biggest wins would be doing or having a lot of first or launching a lot of things within the space, right? Mm. Unlike um, I would have in other spaces. So that has been my biggest um, achievement so far so within far. the space. Wow. Yes, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> quite, quite interesting. And it's, yeah. it's not, it's not a general story 
for women to get into this space and get that kind of trajectory yeah, in, in a very short time so you must be doing something very special now from a place of experience um, i would ask you richard how, how would you advise i mean people always say mentorship but sometimes you can't mentor everybody but people listening to you might get the inspiration to be like you how would you how would you advise them to in terms of getting into the space and gaining the kind of growth that you have gained so far how would you advise younger women to go about it okay so for people trying to get into the space right um yeah i would say first thing first first things first um what you should do is figure out what you want to do in the space what's your motivation first of all what's what's motivating you to get into the space because if you get into the space for the wrong reason you might get out of it as fast as you you can because um it's not for the faint-hearted to be honest right you have to do a lot of work you have to put in a lot of work right i think i recently saw a tweet where someone said oh no one ever told us that the blood money in blood tech money means in that you have to you have to work with yes you have to work with your own like yeah so so yeah. there is there's really blood money, but yeah you have to put in the work that's the part of it that's your own you know two cents you have to put in the work so mm -hmm. figure out your why for getting into the space why are you getting into the space are you getting into the space because of money are you getting into the mm. space because because you probably want to build a product one day and launch. Mm -hmm. Are you getting into the space because you see a lot of people in the space flaunting a lot of things and you feel like, okay, I want to be like this. Also, what's your reason for getting into the space? Are you getting into mm -hmm. the space because you don't want to be left behind? You want to be, um, you want to be on top of emerging trends and you don't want to be left or you don't want to be outdated. Mm -hmm. What's your reason for getting into the space? That is what is going to push you or, or keep pushing you when you feel like giving up or when you feel really tired that's going to be your motivating factor so what's your reason for getting into the space once you figure that out the next thing should be what space do i want to get into you want to get into the tech space yes so what what role do you want to get into do you want to get into the tech technical roles or the non-technical roles and if you feel like oh uh, maybe you're like me you studied maybe an art subject in school and you feel like the technical rules are not for you by technical rules i mean you don't want to be a software developer you don't want to be um, a blockchain developer you don't want to be any of that you don't want to be an engineer you don't want to be any of that and you can really find something that suits your personality or suits where you're coming from if you mm. look deep enough there are lots and lots of non-technical roles. You can be a UX writer, you can be a UX researcher, right? You can be a UI UX designer, you can be a data scientist, right? Or a data engineer, or even a data analyst. You can be yeah, that. You can be analyst. a product marketing manager, right? Mm. If you're into marketing and you want to cross over to the um, tech space, you can be a product marketing manager, you can be a product manager, you can be a scrum master, you can be a project manager. You can be a technical recruiter if you you've been in the hr space um all your life maybe you're moving from an fmcg to the tech space you can be a technical recruiter if you're a writer you've been writing for other brands and you've not um gotten into the tech space and you want to get, get into the tech space you can take some courses and you can become a technical writer so there are lots and lots of spaces and you're if you're even a legal advisor you work with a legal team and you want to get into the tech space lots of these startups need they need legal advisors right mm -hmm. if you're working in okay if, if there's a startup in the crypto exchange um space because tech recently just released their regulation right so that mm -hmm. you're going to be needing lots of legal ad uh, advisements right so mm -hmm. a legal advisor can get into the tech space 
So there are lots and lots of, you know, non-technical roles. I'm just listing a lot of non-technical roles. If you're in marketing, you can be an SEO specialist in the tech space. You just need to take some courses, connect with most communities and try. So figure out the space you want to get into. Now, once you figure out the space you want to get into, take a step. That's the third thing. Take a step, start, start working, bring out your laptop. If you don't have a laptop, start with your smartphone right if you don't have a laptop i i know there are lots and lots of communities yes there are lots and lots of communities that encourage people who are trying to get into the space trust me twitter is a minefield of knowledge you you don't bottom line is like you don't have an excuse you can there's no excuse at all if you're thinking that oh people you don't you don't know who is going to guide you there are lots of communities there's impressive for good there's okay for the technical roles right there's google mm-hmm. developer circle google developer group we had a partnership with them sometime there's figma africa for ux ui ux designers there's unstar community right that's founded by um adora adora Udo. unstar mm-hmm. there's dev career by sultan right yeah. sultan akim today yeah. there's um web three ladies for women in the blockchain space there's Web3 Ladies that was founded by Oluchi Enebeni. She's the founder of Web3 Ladies. So there are lots and lots of communities in the space that can help you thrive, right? There's DevOps Nigeria. There's, there's a lot and lots of, you know, communities in the space that if that is your excuse that you don't know who is going to show you the route, you know, or show you, take hold you by your hand and, you know, help you take your work. No, there are lots of communities that would help you, right? And there are people offering ment- mentoring sessions for if you for people who mentorship work for. Mm. And if you don't like mentorships, just bring out your laptop, do your research, and that there are internship positions that you can apply for, mm. right? The world is um digitally fast moving, right? So you don't have to be physically present in the company. Lots of um companies offer remote jobs. So you can start your internships if it's if it's learning that's your that's your um, motivation and you want to start from somewhere. There are lots of internship positions. There are lots of accelerator programs. If you're trying to become a founder or you have an amazing product or an idea, I think that even if you have an idea, you want to sell an idea, there's even a, a company that um, helps people, that buys ideas from people. I, th- I think it's called ideasmarketplace.com. Hmm. Buys ideas for people. So there is something for you as a young Nigerian so first of all, you know, find out the motivation. What's your motivation for getting into the space? That way you don't get tired along along the way. The number, the second thing is, you know, figure out the space you want to get into. Get into what road you want to take. And then number three is get started, you know, because the more you keep postponing, the more you keep, you know, making, um, you know, looking for excuses, everybody's striving in this space. So what are you waiting for? Mm. Just get started. Mm. 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 Just things down. As a, just do it. What, what's that? What are down. you waiting for? Just so, Rachel, thanks indeed for your time. This has been an exciting session with you. So, ladies and gentlemen out there, the mantra is simple. First, identify your why. Mm-hmm. Second, determine what you want to do. Third, just find out it. how you're going to get it done. As she said, there are a lot of tools out there. As long as you have a smartphone or a phone at all, you can can get get connected to the source of knowledge. And finally, start.
Just do it. Start. I know you have a lot of stories <laughs> as to why things are hard, economy is bad, this is blah blah blah. As soon as you strike, you're waiting to get a certificate. You but start now. Out. Start now. Start now. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. We really appreciate your time. We hope when we call on you some other time, you'll be willing to. Oh, definitely. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having yeah. me. It was nice being here. Thanks, Cindy. <laughs> Thanks indeed for your time. All right, guys. So that has been our podcast for today. We thank you for joining us. We've gone around the world of tech. We have, we've had this exciting conversation. This mm-hmm. week is going to, next week is going to certainly be short. We're starting with a public holiday. Yeah, so there are four days to go boom let's see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> so join us every time every week we are here with tech buys to share exciting tech stories with you follow technext on across our social media platform on twitter on instagram on linkedin we are at technext.ng and uh, my, my personal handle is at aphorisms underscore yeah mine is actdown07 yeah we'll see you same time next week bye for now gracias